Hey guys, it's me, Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Heart to Heart. This is the place to be if you want to be inspired, be empowered, and find ways to embrace the strong woman I know you already are. So buckle up and let's get ready to discover our inner badasses. Hey guys, for today's Writer Wednesday episode, I'm talking with the absolutely lovely Fiona Cole. She's been such a welcoming presence in the author community, and I appreciated her sharing her insight. This episode was previously recorded kind of during the height of the um, COVID-19 pandemic in um, 2020, excuse me, and uh, so you may hear us referencing extreme stress about this event um, and ways to overcome it. Thanks so much. Hey guys, I'm Jenna Hartley. Um, Welcome to Writer Wednesdays, a weekly chat with my author friends. It's a chance to get to know some of the writers behind your favorite stories as well as meet some new ones. Um, I'm really excited this week because I'm totally fangirling here. Um, One of my favorite authors and someone who's become a really sweet friend, Fiona Cole, is here. Say hi, Fiona. Hi, guys. Uh, Fiona Cole is an author of Sexy Romance. I can totally attest to this because seriously, have you read Voyeur and Lovers? Um, Those are probably two of my favorites, but I love them all. Um, She's also a self-professed nerd and wine lover, as well as fluent in sarcasm. Um, So welcome, Fiona. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, So first of all, I just want to thank you for being so nice and welcoming to me as a new author in the romance community. Um, You've been so gracious and friendly and just so incredibly nice. Um, So I guess I would ask, you know, what are your tips for new authors? Oh boy. Um, Go slow. Kind of, you know, I know you see, don't compare yourself to like a bigger author or you know, someone who's going on, just don't compare yourself to someone else. Your story will be your own. Definitely kind of take tidbits here and there, but you can apply them however you want. I think everyone has a theory or something that works better that they, you know, worked great for them. Um, It's kind of a trial and error and just, you know, put yourself out there and write the books you want to write. That was probably my biggest thing is write what you want to write because no matter what happens with your book at least you can feel good about the story you wrote so that way you didn't put a book out that you were like i think this will sell it's not my thing but i want it to sell and when it doesn't you're not really happy with the story you wrote and you're not happy with the results so my suggestion would be to write a book that you love regardless and just trial and error I know it's so frustrating sometimes because it's like what you see works for one person doesn't work for you or even what worked for you before doesn't work for you now and it's like it can be very um frustrating I think so I think it's like kind of having that mentality like you're talking about of like maybe thinking of it as a marathon not a sprint right because it is it is really hard to be excited and see people who are publishing really fast and I'm not as fast especially right now um because it was like you know I had a back surgery and then other life things and then this whole epidemic whatever um and I think it's it's I think I'm trying to learn to be gentle with myself and I think probably well I've seen um with your whole puzzle craze which I want to talk about (laughs) so um I'm wondering like how do you have the patience to do that for one (laughs) So with this pandemic, I I think my anxiety has certainly spiked Um, and I haven't like found comfort in my usual things and reading is is my thing. I usually 
I mean, I can sit down and lose myself in it. And it's even hard to kind of watch TV to focus on TV. Um, and so doing a puzzle is like the searching and the trying and I like organize them out. I also really got into organizing my house. Yep. <laughs> I found having like clean spaces and like really organized spaces. It gives me kind of control over things and I think I'm hopefully forming some form of OCD. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. Um, my family knows that I really don't like a lot of clutter. And I start to get like really anxious when there's a lot of physical clutter around. And so I've noticed this correlation between like the more stressed out I am, the more I need to like clean, um, which is good and bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's been your favorite puzzle you've done? Um... Oh, goodness. Um, favorite one. I think it was our first 2000 piece one. I really enjoyed that one. I'm actually, my computer is on top of what one we're working on now. It's, I'll show you the box. Oh my gosh. Wow, you guys are crazy into this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like the bigger puzzles. We go through 500. We can do it in like a night now. Um, which is that just you and your husband or is that your kids too? Yeah, no, it's just me and my husband. I can't uh -huh. have my kids. They were wow. like, like, can I try a piece? I was like, don't touch my puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, a lot of times before this, I used to go to our local library to work. And in the, so there was like this perfect table overlooking the park. And I would love sitting there. And then suddenly they decided it was like the puzzle table. And so it would be like, do not remove the puzzle. And I'm like, ah, oh, but you ruined my workspace. So <laughs> I think you're the puzzle people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that takes a lot of patience. I've done like adult coloring books, but I feel like it's a whole different level of thinking to do puzzles. I tried the coloring and it does okay. It's something I can sit down and do with the girls, um, which I have two girls. I have a six-year-old and a now 12-year-old. Her birthday was last week. Um, so I can do that with them. Um, and my husband also got me this like diamond art, like by colors. And they're like these little gems you put on these spots. And it's, it, this is taking me like a couple weeks to do, but I just, I'll put music on and I'll just sit there and do that. I think actually today, the only thing I've done all day is this puzzle. You know, I have a tip for you actually. Hey. <laughs> um, we have some lunch. In a minute, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> My daughter's supposed to be napping. I don't think that's happening, but whatever. Um, yeah, so a few years ago, I made, got into mosaics. So it's almost like a puzzle backwards um, because for mine, I wasn't just doing a random pattern. I actually made a design, but then had to figure out how to put it together. And you like the glass tile cutter. So yeah. if you get tired oh, yeah. of your puzzles and need something even more tactile, maybe you need to do mosaic. <laughs> that would be good. That's a good idea. Really your husband's going to be like, why is our bathroom now mosaic and our tile floor in our walkway? <laughs> We're moving in a year. And um, the thing I talk about is for our next house, I'm like, I have to have an office. I can't, like my stuff is everywhere. And we have this formal dining room that we don't use. And it's mm -hmm. kind of a catch-all. It's got a chair. It's got my giant bookshelf. But then it's also got my daughter's beam. And it's also got my husband's gun safe, which is massive. So... <laughs> I was like, I need an office because mm -hmm. I, I work at the kitchen table and especially now that we're home and I was like, I need a board up to write my notes on. I have sticky notes everywhere and it's moving mm -hmm. constantly. Um, but I was like, 
now I'm going to need a puzzle room. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen talks about craft room and like gift wrapping room, but a puzzle room, you might be onto like a new trend, like post pandemic is the puzzle room. That's really funny. And then you can like frame them and have tables. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, let's see. Um, so speaking of games, would you like to play a game that's kind of silly? <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, so we can play a game of back and forth kind of word association where you say the first thing that comes to mind, I'll say a word, you say it back and forth. So we'll just do it until it gets like too ridiculous, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll say summer. Mm, not happening. <laughs> no, so sad. <laughs> um, let's see, not happening. We could go with um, revised. Revised. Uh, editing. Dreary. Yesterday. <laughs> um, sunny. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Today. <laughs> Well, that probably is it because I've kind of just made it redundant now. I'm terrible at this game, but thank you for keeping <laughs> me anyways. Um, so I know that you were going to be presenting at the 2020 InkersCon, and I was like so excited to finally meet you in person. And I know that you are giving a presentation on writing sex scenes. So I was um, actually hoping that maybe you'd give us a few sneak peek tips and then... Um, people might be enticed. You look like maybe you haven't started your presentation yet. Unfortunately, so when they switched it over, we had our deadline got moved and I had to make a decision and kind of where we were at with everything going on and like homeschooling and it was just my stress was like maxed out. I wasn't writing. Um, I'm not writing. I'm trying to. Um, And I unfortunately had to cancel because I just Anchors Con is was such an amazing experience. The presentations were top notch, um, and I didn't feel like I could present something mm-hmm. that I could give enough time to and everything. So I had to pull out of it, and I was I'm still like so sad about it because being able to present at that was such an honor. Um, and I really truly do like writing sex scenes. It's like my favorite part. I write through everything else to get to those scenes. Really? That's <laughs> so funny. It's funny because I feel like I have friends who are like, they dread writing them. So I'm almost like, write clean romance. You don't have to write a sex scene. And it's like, I don't mind writing them, but I feel like I have to get to a certain point where I know the characters or else I can't like make that scene happen because it has to be unique to them. So, and I'm sorry that things have <laughs> the world has fallen apart um and it sucks and you know i'm sure that you you probably could have done better than you give yourself credit for but you know you always have to do what's best for you and i think that's a big thing that a lot of us writers and creatives are dealing with right now is like you know you're saying that you're taking a break and i know i've tried to be like tried to rethink how I'm doing things, right? It was like, well, I had a week-long freak out a while ago. And then I was like, okay, let's let's do a timer system. So I like do 20-minute timers where all I focus on is writing. And it's like, you have to just, you know, or if you just take time off, like you take time off, whatever. Yeah. You gotta do what's best. For me, like I home, we homeschool from, we start at nine in the morning. And <laughs> doing that, I have a kindergartner and a sixth grader. My sixth grader's got ADD and she's like all over the place. And my six-year-old's just, she's kind of an asshole. I love her, but she's a pain in the butt. She like, she, she's like, I don't even know how to read. I'm like, 
So <laughs> by that point, I'm so mentally like taxed. I just can't even have nothing left to give. Yeah. And I've really tried to do, I think palms are fantastic. The 20 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and usually if I'm like, I just, I can't write right now, I'll give myself 15 minutes, mm-hmm. even 20 minutes. And I'm like, if that's all I write, if I get to the end of 20 minutes and I still don't feel like it, but sometimes for writing, I feel like once you get started, it's like the getting started is the hardest part. Yes. Sometimes it definitely is. And I feel like my focus, a lot of this has been shot lately. So the, the timers definitely help. And, you know, yeah. it's just, it's a kind of reapproaching your normal systems and accepting that maybe it's different right now. So, um, yeah, well, I hope that you'll get back to writing soon for your sake and mine, because I love reading your books. So, um, so there was, let's see. Um, so I love, love, lovers. Um, how many times am I going to say love uh, before getting to the title? Anyways, um, and I love all of your books, but I guess I'm wondering, like, uh, how did you feel about hearing it in audio? Because I've listened to, like, a sample. I just, I'm, I'm usually, like, a reader, not an audio person. Yeah. Um, but the samples I've listened to, it's like, you know, like, holy moly. So <laughs> did, you, did you feel like hearing your words in audio was different than, like, when you read them aloud in your head kind of thing? Um, it's, I'm always, I get really embarrassed hearing the book. I was like, who wrote that? I remember, uh, oral (laughs) fixation, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but she, uh, played Boyer, um, Boyer? Yes. She played Boyer, like, Mm -hmm. and I was listening to her and I was just like, oh my God, (laughs) it's so uncomfortable. I'm like... (laughs) 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 that's so funny but you said you love writing sex scenes so what um I've read like Megan Quinn I love her too and she she's talked about like well she's a huge sprinter but she also um listens to like techno music when she writes her scenes so I'd love to hear like your little tips for writing scenes um okay so I listened I have to have no noise I've always mm-hmm. been that way I can't listen to music I'll listen to music beforehand but music is big inspiration everything that I write mm-hmm. um so I listen to white noise or nothing um but for writing those scenes um let's see I would say one you just kind of have to build yourself up to it and maybe if you're not in the mood maybe your reader's not going to be in the mood you know so maybe go back through and read um if you need like maybe jot some notes down of things that you want to if you get nervous and you start like she had pants on and then she was taking a skirt off or something like that like write down the notes of things so you can keep that straight um and it's one less thing for you to have to worry about um I think a big thing because I talked to a few authors and kind of was like what do you struggle with what is your point of view on it um one is it moving the story forward I think using a scene like that gratuitously, I mean, yeah, you can use it, but I think if you want to make it feel more comfortable, if you struggle with them anyways, maybe it's not for you to use it gratuitously. Um, But what is the point of this? Is it driving the story forward? Is it driving this relationship forward? Um, And then a suggestion someone told me was, uh, try writing it in a different point of view. Like, if that's not working in her point of view, maybe you should put it in his point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had scenes where I plotted them a certain way and I got to it and I was like, oh, this scene has to be done in her point of view because it just makes sense. It's a bigger motivation and moving forward for her. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so those are some of my biggest tips. I mean, probably my biggest one at, is just, you have to be comfortable with what you're writing. If you don't like writing them and you don't like reading it, like, but you're writing them because you feel like, once again, it goes back to write the book that you, that you want to be comfortable putting out, that you'd be proud of putting out, fail or succeed. Um, and I think for those scenes, I think a lot of people are like, oh, sex sells, I have to do more of this. And you know, you just, if you're not comfortable writing it, maybe you just pick and choose. Cause I think probably the biggest thing over, you know, graphic, cause you can choose your levels, obviously, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. a fade to black to everything out there. Um, I think if you build tension properly, and you're honest with your readers about, you know, the type of book you're writing, obviously. I mean, you don't have to be, no one has to be completely upfront with anything. I know I read a book, I was like reading this tension, I was like, oh my God, wait. <laughs> and the door closed and I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you, the tension for me is yes. more important than anything you could show. You could shut the door on it and make it more of a clean romance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but if you have that tension in there, I think that's a big thing. I think that's so true. I, I actually took this um, course and it was, it was mostly put on by a religious organization, but it was a writing course. And so the author was geared towards like writing clean romance, but she was giving tips for building tension. And like one of her things was kind of like every time you had a um, like physical reaction, they needed to have an internal reaction, but also like an emotion paired with it. And so it's like, I mean, I read through a lot of books and like some of the really best, like uh, most powerful sex scenes are the ones where it's like, you aren't focused on the mechanics, which is sometimes something we get bogged up in, but it was like, it was more like the feelings, the emotion, like, yes. you know, kind of that tension as well. And so I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, remember that instead of, you yeah. know, just A and B and let's get going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, with your stress about it, you're like, oh, gotta write the, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't, if you get like, I, I mean, you can write an entire scene without explicitly, I have a friend who writes romance, Carla Sorensen, and she, <laughs> does tension so well and like she doesn't do graphic novels but I swear sometimes I'm like oh like yeah. it's just the emotion of the moment is so big yes it, it, it just feels like so much yes she's such a talented writer I love her books as well so yeah she yeah. does a great job of that and then like I had watched her at um Inker's Con last year and so I'm like obsessed with the Enneagram now <laughs> and I remember you uh, I'm type one, which at first I was like, I don't know, like I kind of half-assed the quiz. And so I was like, it might not be true. And then I remembered her saying, like, if you heard about yourself, that you would be like hyperventilating. And I listened to this um, podcast that went through each of the types. And I was like in the car one day driving and I was like, oh, like, that's so me. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which one are you? I'm a nine. Uh-huh. I'm a nine you with a one. Yeah. You're like, that's what I thought yeah uh-huh I'm the reformer so yes. well my wing so I lean like my there's wings you know the one next to you I'm a one yeah. wing so oh see we got common. I don't remember what my wings are because I didn't go that far into it but I keep trying to figure out like what my husband is because he won't take the test and so I have a few theories on what he is but I love that website it's so great the Enneagram Institute because I love seeing like especially the relationship page where it shows you know like a three and an eight and a whatever whatever so that's definitely yeah. a resource. So I definitely, I definitely use that for um, 
every time I plot my characters out, I pick their Enneagram type now. So, I mean, she's like a best friend, so of course she's like, you need to do this. She's like, that's not a three, they're a four, you know, whatever they are. That's really funny. Pick your characters on Enneagram. Boyer. Which? Student teacher romance. Awesome romance. Totally wish I could keep that paperback because I love it. And I loved the cover. And then I read this, the story behind it. I don't know if you want to talk about that a minute. Um. So the cover of this, I kind of got to a point and I was like, you know what, I'm going to look for something outside of a stock photo. This is kind of when the photos on Instagram started getting bigger. Um, it's been what, almost two years. Um, so I was looking and I suck at looking for pictures on Instagram. I don't know how people do it, but I was, I just couldn't get it. But I ended up finding this photographer and kind of going through his website and he has like a photography website and then he does this like blind date. So basically it's like you get set up on this blind date and you do these you do these sessions together. We take pictures together, these romantic pictures together. And it's in, it was in Germany. I think he closed everything out of it. Um, but I ended up finding this one and I was like, how much is it? And he gave me a prize. I was like, sold. Give it to me. <laughs> Give me that. So uh, it definitely, oh, it was great. I mean, because you hear stories about how expensive photos can be. Mm-hmm. And I was like bracing myself. I had no idea what to expect. So I had to just really 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 lucky with it in all honesty <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous photo and a really cool story and that also feeds into the story in um another right the beginning of another with uh guy I'm so blanking out at the moment but yes I loved how you fed the story from your real life book into the book that was really cool so <laughs> that was such a cool story I mean could you imagine meeting someone on a blind date through this right I was like I have to write about this. That's really cool inspirations. Before we go, I have to ask you one more question. Uh, so in, I guess I'll ask you the question first and explain why. Uh, so what three things are you grateful for today? Um, because for those who read my book Unexpected, um, they might remember that Preston asked the little girl that he nannies for every night, like, you know, what she's grateful for. So let's hear your three. Three things I'm grateful for today. I am grateful for awesome author friends who do interviews like this. This is so cool. This was so much fun. Um, I am grateful for puzzles. Um, Definitely. They are great. And right now, I'm grateful for my husband to take care of my kids while I'm doing this. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely grateful for family now than ever. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that you've found things to be grateful for, even in the midst of um, crazy. And so um, I just want to say thank you again for joining me. And you can find links to Fiona's books in her bio on Instagram. And be sure to sign up for her newsletter to get a free book where you can find me. Until next week, this is Jenna Hartley. Cheers to love, laughter, and happily ever afters. Like what you hear? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, Share it with a friend. The more empowered women we have, the stronger the world is, the better we'll be. Thanks. Stay true to yourself and keep sharing your gifts with the world because we need more women's voices like yours. Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you again.